1: Real, go, recognize, real, go, recognize, real, go, recognize, real, real, only gon' recognize, still, still, recognize,
2: like we always do with this time. I go for mine, I get the shine, let's go your hand.
3: Welcome, welcome, everybody. What's up to Radio Land out there, Internet Land, everybody out there? Shout out to you, baby, and welcome to the KIRP Radio Show, the number one, number one. I said number, didn't I? That's a a, uh, downside trait. The number one, I ain't even going to say number, the number one black conservative talk radio show, Southeastern United States, baby. You guys know how we do it, man. We do it B I G on this show. We definitely do shout-outs. We definitely show love, and we're all about inspire. We're all about conversing. We're all about everything, man, just the truth, man. We're definitely all about Christ, and that's how we do it on the KRP Radio Show. So shout-out to all you guys out there who, uh, who chose to sit with us tonight and take the time to listen to the show. B.I.G., shout-out to all my people out there in San Diego, California, man. Shout-out to you guys. Show your boy a lot of love. I would definitely be out there to see you guys real soon. Shout out to the folks over there at ECU. Definitely got to give another shout out to my people out there at Duke University. And I want to take one second and give a shout out, even though I didn't watch the game because I didn't want to jinx my boys. And I know everybody out there who's on my Facebook page and who are on my blog, the KRP blog, I know you guys have seen me with the box on my head, but I'm still a Carolina Panther Baby, yeah, that's what's up. Cam Newton's in the house this afternoon, baby. We ain't talking about uh, uh RG3, even though I like that young man. I love the way he carries himself. Hell of an athlete, so shout out to him. But right now we talking about Carolina, baby. My Carolina Panthers pulls off another W. Yeah, we doing bit We gotta, we gonna start from here, man. We gonna do some big things. We got this huge win, and even though it was the Redskins, but well, you know we gonna keep going from here, and we definitely gonna do our thing, man. You guys know I'm a huge Huge Carolina Panther fan, and uh, you know that's that's my team, man. That's where we at. You know Carolina right here. I like the Bobcats too. You know I like the Pacers, man. Indiana boy. You know shout out to my people out there, Indiana. Um, definitely shout out to my people at Speedco. For you guys out there who uh, who deal with tractor trailers and get your oil changed and you need preventive maintenance and you need to get up and go, uh, check out speedco.com. That's S-P-E-E-D-C-O, speedco.com, and uh, that's a company that'll get you up and going really, really fast. They don't waste any time. So, you know, shout out to all my truckers out there. Man, we got a lot of truckers that listen to the show and, uh, you know, send us comments and call in, even though we don't get to you guys sometimes. I understand. But, you know, shout out to all my truckers out there who are driving on the interstate all night long. Sometimes all day long, people are cutting them off and flicking them the finger and flashing them and, you know, doing some of everything to these truck drivers out here. But, you know, shout out to my truck drivers out there, man, because they definitely hold this country down. If you guys don't understand how important those 18 wheelers are to this country, you are you are certainly lost. Because everything that's in your house has been on a truck at one point in time. So, you know, shout out to all my truckers out there, man. You guys got to understand how how amazing they are at what they do. I mean, these guys don't get paid a lot of money. You know, um, things have definitely changed in that industry. And, and, and people don't really understand what's going on in terms of business in this country. Like This country is broke, folks. We are going broke. I don't know if people really realize it or understand it or even want to face the fact, maybe people are just scared of the reality um, that we're facing in this nation right now, but this country is broke. We cannot afford to spend money wastefully. Um, We really have to be on point in what we're doing. We really got to understand where this money is going. We got to understand where we're going to spend the money before we actually do it. Things have to be done precise. We have to treat this country and our budgets like we do our own budgets in our households. And for anybody out there that are, that that's responsible, that takes the time and budget in a household and understand what it means to save and not to spend recklessly, you know, you understand like I understand that, you know, we have to protect this country and our budget. We absolutely have to protect ourselves financially as well as, uh, you know, economically as well as, you know, military. We definitely have to protect this nation in, in more than one way. And uh, we can definitely do our part by voting, folks, for the right person. And uh, today's November 4th, 2012. President Obama up for re-election. Mitt Romney wants the number one spot. And uh, there's a lot of talk going on out here, man. You know, people are really bugging out. People are losing their minds. People are fighting with in-laws and brothers and sisters and mamas and daddies and cousins. Folks are hating on each other because of who they want to vote for. Many times I go on social media. I mean, you know, this show is an online show. We have over 6 million listeners out there, and we connect with those listeners by the Facebook, the Tumblr, the LinkedIn. I mean... Twitter, we connect with these folks on social media. So I read, I do a lot of reading on social media and and, you know, it's crazy because before we did the social media, before we actually started reaching out to people more on social media, I did more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I did more intellectual reading. I'll say that. I I read more things with substance. I read things that mattered more. I took the time to open books and read them (laughs) And it it seems like the last month or so uh, I I do more defensive reading than than anything. It seems like I do more reading on things like, you know, blogs or uh, opinions and and things of that nature. I I do more reading like that than anything. And I don't know. This election is one monumental election. And... This is something that Really matters right now In America Um, This is probably if not the most Important is definitely In the top two or three Elections uh, Ever And in in ranks of Importance Um, We see a lot of junk blogs Out there a lot of junk uh, Commentary A a lot of junk information um, A lot of attacks You know, what's amazing about this election is that you can barely have an opinion about either one of the candidates without someone attacking you, your integrity, your knowledge, your expertise, or, or what may have you. You know, like I tell a lot of people, I didn't just jump in politics this election. I didn't just jump in politics this year or last year. You know, there's a lot of groundwork that needs to be done. There's a lot of history that needs to be understood. There's a lot of things that people should know before they just jump on a bandwagon and and, and say that you know I'm all in for this guy, or I'm all in for that guy, like people are doing with the likes of President Obama and Mitt Romney. And you know, I don't agree with straight party ticket voting at all. I hate straight party ticket voting. I, I wish the thing didn't exist. I wish we could abolish and just terminate straight ticket voting. But I realize that's what the majority of voters do. You know, I understand clearly that majority of the voters in the presidential election don't really pay attention to who's running for Congress for the most part, for the most part, don't really pay attention to who's running for, uh, in, in locally, local elections, like the governor or the lieutenant governor or, you know, things of that nature. And, it's appalling to me because, you know, people spend all this time defending or, you know, trying to persuade uh, people who think differently from them why they should support this candidate or why they should deport that candidate. And frankly, a whole lot of the times, you know, people don't even understand the political process. So, you know, I I, I do have a problem with people who don't understand the political process that try to explain to People like myself, I ain't tooting my own horn, but I'm just saying I've been around and back with this political thing. This ain't my first race. So, you know, I do have a problem with the way people attack you or they address you as if you don't understand what's going on, when truthfully they barely understand if they do understand the political process as as it stands. So, you know, here we are, November 4th, a couple days away from uh, the day to vote you know, November 6th, D-Day. There's been a lot of people out here early voting. Shout out to all my early voters out there. I don't care who you voted for, but shout out to all my early voters out there. B.I.G., shout out to you guys. I am so glad that people... This is one thing that I can say about this election, man. This election, President Obama, I'm going to say President Obama single-handedly is responsible for more people coming to the forefront and understanding at least how to vote and why they should vote. I'll give that to President Obama. Shout out to President O Drama. Shout out to him for even for waking up America. I'll say that. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there early voting. So shout out to all my early voters out there, man. Shout out to everybody who's going to go out there Tuesday and work the polls. And I'm going to work a couple polls. And I got a couple shows. And KIRP will be live on Tuesday night talking about the election, man. We'll be giving some results. Hope to have some, some friends on here. I want to announce who's going to be on here, but we got some heavy hitters that are going to be on here with us. And, you know, they're going to rock with us on election night, which is Tuesday night. And, you know, we're going to be reading off some polls and, Taking some questions, I mean, taking some comments, and you know, taking some calls, and I want to hear what people what people have to say about this election. You know, what are they what are they experiencing out there? We're going to call some people that are at some polls. We're going to talk to them, and they're going to tell us, you know, what's actually going on out there, and where the lines are long, and do they see any voter fraud or any cheating or what may have you. You know, I, we're just going to be live in effect, man. This is going to be the first time that this show has been on the air during the presidential election, and you know, I think that's monumental. I think this is. Historic- Oracle is big man definitely big in my book so shout out to all you guys out there man who have early voted who are part of the political process and who are doing that thing out there to make a difference in america because it is important so you know my hats off to you guys and definitely do what you do but uh for right now we're gonna go to one commercial just one and then we're gonna bring on the person who really matters the most and i'm not talking about president obama I'm not even talking about my guest co-host for the night and my guest, Rosie on the right, who's definitely going to come on and show us some love here in just a few. But I'm talking about the person who's just that much more important than all of us combined. I know who that is. That's Charlotte StretchingYourBudget.com. The tribes receiver herself after this commercial. Yeah, that's right. She's more important than all of us combined. Yeah, Charlotte. We'll be right back. Rocking with the KRRP Radio Show, the number one black conservative show, talk radio show, Southeastern United States, baby, with over 6 million listeners. That's right, 6 S I X, 6 million. Your boy Pudgy at NC Pudgy at KRRP Radio Show. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com backslash KRRP Radio Show. We are doing it, B I G. and we showing some love, that i love being a black father organization baby the loving father society shout out to Rashad. shout out to my brother kevin we do it big you guys know who they are you know who i am you rocking with your boy putty we'll be right back with the triad super saver after this message
0: I believe you can tell a lot about our governor and lieutenant governor by the way they lead our state. We have great challenges facing us and need strong, courageous, visionary leadership to see us through. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina lieutenant governor. As an architect, senior partner, and office president of the state's largest design firm, I was accustomed to solving complex problems for my clients. Architects are creative problem solvers, and that's what we need more of in Raleigh. And we need more business leaders, not more politicians. Over the past 10 months, I've visited the majority of the counties in North Carolina multiple times. traveled over 80,000 miles, listened to thousands of North Carolinians and shared their solutions to the challenges we face. Did you know North Carolina ranks 41st in the nation in K-12 education? 36th in graduation rate, 43rd in unemployment, 38th in business tax climate, 42nd in illegal immigration. This is just not acceptable. I believe it's time to look at the failed policies of our current governor and lieutenant governor and demand real leadership for North Carolina. As your next lieutenant governor, I will tackle these issues head on and provide the strong, courageous, visionary leadership needed to lead our state through these challenging times. Over the next few months, I'll be sharing solutions to these challenges, and I hope you will take the time to share them with your friends and family and give me your feedback. I believe we can turn America around and I believe we should start right here in North Carolina. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, and I ask for your support.
3: Back, welcome back everybody. Welcome back, welcome back everybody. See man, we ain't, you ain't got to be boring and you know talk about politics. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with people. I'm not boring. I'm not gonna ever be boring. Y'all can kill that. I don't care if they call me Senator P, Senator Pudgy, Altari Miller, Senator Miller. Are you boring? No, I'm not boring. We gonna party. <laughs> anyway, coming to the air. Welcome to the air. Right now is none other than the number one. She might be the most conservative person on this earth when it comes to saving money. I, You know what? If I could vote for Charlotte to be the treasurer, I would vote for her to be the U.S. treasurer right now. Charlotte, do you think you can run for U.S. treasurer tomorrow?
4: Yes, I think I could.
3: I think the whole—you you know what? We make a mandate that everybody would have to coupon. How about that?
4: That, w- that would be the best
3: decision they've ever made. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, one day if I ever were to run for office— Somebody's going to cut this clip up and say, listen, see, Pudgy, he's a conservative, but he wants to mandate us to coupon. Anyway, Charlotte, how are you, man? Good,
2: doing good.
3: It's November 4th. Well, I'm in a complaining mood because, you know, I'm sick of political uh, Facebook posts and political Twitter Uh, feeds and everything. I will be glad when this big social media uh, political ad goes off the air. And everybody goes back to the ridiculous post that they were posting. I never thought I would say that again. But bring back the Atlanta house, or whatever, the housewives post. I, man, I would kill for that right now. Bring back those posts and those pictures. I will gladly accept them right now. Bring them all back. Yes. I want them. Jeez. I'm sick of it <laughs> myself. Gotta be sick of it, man. It's nonsense. Jeez. It's like everybody's
4: having- conversation is revolving around
3: it. You know, I, I won't What you, you know, you know. I won't downplay it. I mean, it is. It is probably the most. I'll say this. I think it's the most important re-election campaign that's going on right now, ever in history. I will say that. I think it's that important yeah. to, to us, and that's my business. That's what I do outside of radio, inside of radio. This is what I do, man. This this is what we get out there and talk about. But I'm just sick of. All the comments from the copy and paste from the blogs to the pictures to the people not knowing what the heck is going on and people don't even know the process, but they're ready to tell you why you should vote for either or. I'm just sick of that Mm -hmm. mess. You know, it's it's crazy. And and people are fighting over this stuff, man. And I don't like that. I think you can have a strong political opinion and affiliation without the fighting and the disrespect and the nonsense, you know, but hey, man, this is where we are right now with everything, you know?
4: I'm sick of the bashing. It's like every single ad it's all they're doing is talking about the other person. Like, can you not talk about something that you can do on your own without talking about somebody? You know, <laughs> it's like
2: I know exactly why. What you...
4: You, what's the negativity? Just talk about what you're gonna do and be real about it, and not talk about your opponent.
3: <laughs> right, and the attack ads. I wish there were no. It, yeah. You know, it, and, and shout and out. And it's it. like,
4: well, I approve this message. Okay, well, yeah. that's just telling me what you you
3: are. <laughs> <laughs> You know, shout-out shout out to Dan Forrest, man, running for lieutenant governor in North Carolina. I definitely want to shout him out because the man is not a politician. The man is a businessman who basically was asked to run for office. He did it. They are putting this man through hell, but I have not seen one simple attack ad from this guy. Can we get a round of applause for Dan Forrest for not Ooh. falling into the politics as usual? Because are so sick of everybody with the attack ads and all this stuff, man. And this man has been upright, a stand-up citizen, a stand-up camp, uh, uh, campaigny. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, shout-out to Dan Forrest, man. He's definitely doing big things. He definitely has my vote and my support. And, and I would tell anybody I know, if you're looking for, you know, a real lieutenant governor who cares about business, who cares about principles, who's a business leader – Dan Forrest is the man. Go to danforrest.com and you can check it out for yourself, man. That's all I got to say about that. But anyway,
4: how was Halloween? I early so, voted and I voted for him just
3: FYI. Yeah, see that's what's <laughs> up, baby. We we need we need people like that. We you know I wish more regular people would run for office. I swear to God, I wish more regular folks. From the business world, I don't care if you don't own a business, if you just work a nine-to-five, and you understand what's going on in the process, and you've been vetted, and you really have it sincerely in your heart, I wish more people like that will run for office, and those type of people, I would gladly, gladly give my vote and my full support to. Gladly. Like Charlotte.
5: Yeah, I agree.
4: Well, I um, you like me. I actually wrote my husband in in our county for the agriculture, whatever it is, the land and agriculture director, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. I was like, you would be perfect at this. Of course, he's not going to get any votes. But it's just, you know, you don't, I guess people don't really think about that kind of thing until it becomes election time. And wow. I don't know. I just think that real, you're right, real people, not people that only care about being famous, you know.
3: Yeah, man. That shout care out about to making
4: a difference.
3: Well, well, shout out to your husband, man. A, a former soldier. You know what I mean. Um, definitely doing this thing out here. Definitely showing a lot of love. A family man. A stand-up man. So I, yo, shout out to him, man. I, I, if I was in your county, I'd vote for that man too because I have no idea who else to vote for over there. Yeah, I know. It was just like he was he was
4: laughing at me, but I was like, I'm being serious. He really would. Yeah. You know,
3: that's his background in landscaping and stuff, Well, let the world know, since, you know, everybody, I I see folks, it seems like people log in just to hear your segment and they go off. I ain't mad at y'all or nothing like that.
0: But, you know, it seems
3: like people, like, call in and they just hear your segment and then they're gone. So I don't know what's up with that. I appreciate them calling in. I definitely appreciate these folks listening. But, you know, I, I know folks are ready to hear what you got for us this week, so I'm going to shut my mouth and let you have the floor. The floor is yours.
4: Well, you know, I like to chat, so, but I, well, I really just want to do you last week you kind of asked about holiday sales and that kind of thing and if they've started yet. So I'm announcing that they have begun now that uh, Halloween is over. Um, our local grocery stores. Harris um, Peter, and Liz Foods are having their big super double coupon event, and um, I've noticed that in this week's ad that they have a lot of the staple products for, you know, things that you need for Thanksgiving and Christmas items. Um, stove top. I even saw a coupon in this past Sunday's paper um, for Butterball turkeys, $3 off, so They're starting to come out, so if you don't coupon on a regular basis or you're not sure if you're ready to get started or that kind of thing, I would say now would be the time. So you definitely want to, um, every Sunday from now until the end of the holidays, go pick up your Sunday paper. Um, You know, I know it might be a little bit expensive, and uh, our local paper is now $2, which I think is outrageous, but... um, You know, just make sure you pick up at least one paper so you don't miss out on any of these coupons that you can pair with a really good sale on a lot of the holiday staple items that you're going to use. So, uh, and also with that, you know, we're a huge advocate for, um, you know, helping others that may not have the means to make a good holiday meal. So, um, you know, if if you find something that's on a really good sale, don't just buy something for you, buy extra and, you know, drop it off at your local food bank. I know Pudgy's got several things that he has um you know happening during the holidays. There's so many um charities that are looking for food donations. So please, 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 um just think about others during this time. Uh you know, I just I think it's such a giving time, especially with Thanksgiving, that's what it's about. So um, you know, it's it's just a, it's a great way to give back. If you don't do anything else for the rest of the year, you know, pick up a 25-cent box of stovetop stuffing and throw it in a box, you know, to give and donate. So, um, But, yeah, so right now is the best time to get started if you are not sure or if you um, are new at couponing or even if you're a pro but you've just been kind of slacking off. Um, I would say
3: now is the time to
4: start. So, You know, I just, I am one to say that it's, I'm always the first to say that couponing isn't easy and it's not like it takes (laughs) no time because you definitely have to prepare. So um, I always like to be real and upfront about that, but um, you know, it's just a huge way to save money and maximize your savings. And it kind of challenges you. So if you're somebody like me that likes the challenge um, I definitely think this would be a good fit for you. So, And then if anybody is local in the Piedmont Triad, North Carolina area, I know we have a lot of listeners on, on the West Coast too, so sorry, this didn't fly, but um, I will be having a coupon class um, this next coming Saturday, November 10th. Uh, so if anybody wants any information about that, feel free to email me at stretchingyourbudget@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Um, and we can get you signed up for that. So, um, I know that you know, I've just had so many people asking that they you want to get started couponing, um, especially with Christmas coming up, you're trying to save everywhere you can, so we're just putting the class out there for that. So that's really all I have. Um, but I just wanted to share and mention that it is time for, you know, all of these coupons and stuff to come out for the holiday shopping, so Make
3: sure you get started with that I'm ready for the holiday this time I won't even lie (laughs) I got got a nice little wish list put together for Christmas, man I'm not going to spend too much money this Christmas, y'all I promise, I promise I know last year I kind of OD'd and the year before that and the year before that But this year, I'm not going to OD I'm not going to spend too much money because I don't have too much money to spend How about that?
4: stay on budget I mean i that's the one thing that I always say is to set a limit for each person or each family or however you um you know need to do it, but put it in an envelope if you're afraid you're gonna go over and get cash and just stick to cash um and just only you know and just make sure you to do that like we do that with our grocery spending, we put it in an envelope, and if we don't have it, then we don't go so um. It just kind of helps you stick to your budget, and a budget is the biggest key to saving. Because if you don't stay on budget,
5: then you're gonna, you know,
3: spend more than you should. So, yeah, oh, I definitely budget, got my budget. budget, got my budget put together, and I'm gonna try my best to stay on budget. And I'm definitely couponing, man. Couponing is a part of the Miller household way, baby. That's how we save Woo-hoo. some dollars around here with all these youngins, as my grandma used to say. And, um, you know, man, it's, its I've definitely got some receipts around somewhere. I wish I could pull some out now, but I can't in the studio. But, you know, we got receipts around here where we have saved a lot, a lot, a lot of money um, from different trips to the supermarket or just, you know, trips to uh, maybe some clothing outlet. I'm trying my best not to say names here, but a clothing outlet, you know, <laughs> to buy clothes and this, that and the third. So, you know what? Coupons are definitely the way to go. And um, it's a part of my life, man. And I I hope that people won't be embarrassed to coupon. I I will hope that folks will take the time to actually try to do that. I mean, do some couponing because it is beneficial. If you want to save some money and these retailers put these things, these coupons in newspapers for you to save dollars. I mean, real dollars in your pocket. A lot of times you get things Mm -hmm. almost free when you just take the time to even if you don't cut them out. A lot of times they'll cut them out for you. Just present the paper. So all you have to do is look, you know, for the items before you actually go shopping and, you know, the savings will be in your pocket. Yep. Thank
4: you. I mean, people make it harder than than it is. I mean, I you know I have a lot of people that are like, oh, I just don't have time for that. And I'm like, uh, well, I'm here to tell you that you do. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. Yeah. what you, what your property is. Do you really want to save money? Do you want to make a better life for your family? I mean, yeah, that does sound a bit extreme, but that's the truth. You know, it's, you really can make a huge difference, um, you know, in the life of your family. So it's just all about what your priorities are and what you really want to do and just carving out some extra time for those things. So.
3: Well, we definitely thank you for that because if it wasn't for you, I don't think I would appreciate couponing or saving uh, the way that I do today. I don't think I would take the time to actually look because once upon a time I was like, yo, I ain't gonna be caught dead in the supermarket with a i co- I'm too cool for a coupon. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm broke. You know what I'm saying? I want to. I want to be cool. I don't want people to think I don't have no money. But nobody has yeah. money anymore. <laughs>
2: so.
4: and I mean, I see all kinds of people doing it now. I see old people. Yeah. I see men. I see women. I see. I've seen teenagers. I've even had teenagers shop me in the store and ask me questions about what I'm doing. I love it. So. Um, you know it's not just for the stay at home mom or or whatever the stereotype is I mean it's for you know any and everybody that is wanting to save money and um you know we have lots of tips on our website if you if you can't make a class um you know just to help you get started because we know it's that important, so
3: no doubt well. It is that time of the evening where I'm going to catch Charlotte unprepared, and I'm going to ask her to give us a shout out. <laughs> and she's not going to have a shout out to give us, but I'm going to beg her. Charlotte, would you please give us a shout out? And she's going to say, "Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll give a shout out to my girls. So we're not going to let you give a shout out to your girls tonight, <laughs> and we're not going to let you pass it by. So we're going to ask Charlotte if you please take this time to give us a shout out before we go to this break, please. <laughs> this is
4: really bad that you know me as well. <laughs> Um, love. Well, shout shout out to Ben I know I always give him a shout out Because he's just that good But um, I'm actually out Without the kids And the husband shopping mm. So he has both of them at home I'm walking around Target Speaking with you right now
3: mm. So <laughs> That deserves a big shout out Both kids Keep it. Even though, and and a B.I.G. shout out to you and your husband, Ben, and everybody at Triad Super Savers, and everybody at StretchingYourBudget.com. Folks, make sure you log on to the website and get some of those goods that Charlotte and her staff has posted on there, StretchingYourBudget.com. And you know what? That's beneficial to a way of life, man. Couponing is definitely a way of life. You need to get up on this new life because me and Charlotte, we rock it. Shout out to everybody on your team, Charlotte. Definitely thanks for Thank coming you. through this evening, and uh, much love to you, and we'll definitely be in touch next week.
4: Sounds good. Have a good week.
3: All right. Have a good night. Even though Charlotte just gave Target a B.I.G. plug, I'll give Target another plug, even though I don't endorse Target for this political ad, but shout-out to Target because they do uh, put a lot of coupons out there, and it seems that they have a lot of good deals. So, you know, shout-out to Target. We'll give them another plug on the KRP Radio Show. Folks, I know y'all been waiting for this right here. Rosie on the right Is about to be on the KIRP radio show That's what, let me say it again Rosie on the right What you think that means? Rosie on the right That means she's right All the time And she's gonna be on this show Gonna come on this show And she's gonna be right Some more And me and her We gonna talk about some things And we gonna be right together Y'all understand that We gonna be right About some things On the KRP show I'm gonna be right with Rosie And we both gonna be right With Rosie on the right How about that You rocking with the number one Black conservative talk radio show Southeastern United States With over. 6 million listeners. There ain't nobody doing it like that. And don't nobody talk like me and don't nobody do it like this. I'll be right back. I got to go to commercial, man. Y'all chill. Listen to this music and listen to these commercials. When we come back, Rosie on the right is going to be with me and we're going to go hard. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC. That's Allen's Trucking, LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC, out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919 426 Five four five five. Again, nine one nine four two six five four five five. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC.
2: Could switching to Geico really save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance?
6: Did the little piggy cry wee 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 all the way home? <laughs>
0: You're home.
2: Oh, cool.
6: Thanks, Mrs. A. Skyco.
2: 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
3: K I R P Radio!
1: Sound shoe. C H E W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament.
0: All across America, the NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to
3: Play 60 today at liveunited.org. To the kirp radio show every time i hear that song i feel like i hate to say it man i feel like a pimp <laughs> that song is it just reminds me of the 70s with like a, a platforms on polyester suit with a big hat and a feather in my hair and i can't help it man i just i feel like Huggy Bear or something when I hear that song. I'd rather be with you. Oh yeah. You know, that, that's just an old, old like, 70s type. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the KRP Radio Show. As I spill my guts about how I feel about one of the Funkadelic songs, or, or not the Funkadelic, but Bootsy Collins, um, I'd Rather Be With You song on the KRP Radio Show, even though this is not a, a quote-unquote music show. But, you know, sometimes we play stuff here and there. Mostly it's gospel, but, you know. We get requests sometimes. Anyway, shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the show, man. And I know you guys are ready for Rosie on the Right. But first, I definitely got to let you guys know about an organization that I feel I'm in love with. And it's called the Loving Father Society, headed by myself and my brother, Kevin Daniels, and my brother, Rashad Woods. We are doing some great things in the community. We are doing some great things in terms of where we want to go with black fathers in the future and all fathers of all races in the future. We feel that a father in a, in a family structure is one of the most important aspects of the family. Uh, In some cases, if not the most important aspect, that is not downplaying any mother or any moms out here or any single parents, whether they're mothers or fathers out here, but we definitely feel like there's a place and there's a need for this organization. Just, just going off, uh, the teenage pregnancy rates and the divorce rates and, you know, so many single parent households and, you know, there, there's so many different factors and we just feel like this organization is needed. It's something that we're moving forward with. Great things are happening, great things in the future. On uh, November 17th, we're going to do our Feed the Need too. Uh with the with the recent storm that just happened. We're not really sure how we're going to attack this thing. Last year, we fed the homeless or we fed the needy. I won't say homeless, but if they were homeless and needed something and they needed something to eat, we fed them. If they were just down on their luck and they needed something to eat, we fed them. If they were just hungry and passing by, we fed them. So we were in Greensboro, North Carolina, and, you know, we did what we did, man. And, and we had so much, so much support. That event was organized by uh, my partner, Rashad Woods, wife, Contessa Woods. She really took, uh, in her ember shot, I must say, they really took a vision that I had and made it reality. And so many different organizations and so many different church groups and other individuals came out, and they supported us, man. And and we did some great things out there. A lot of people ate, man. I think we fed over 300 folks in in a matter of two hours, I'd say, maybe three. I'm not even sure if it was that long. But um, you know, great things, man. And so November seventeenth, we're gonna do it again. I'm not sure if we're gonna do a canned food drive or maybe we're gonna try to go around and and gather supplies for folks that are down in the luck in New York and donate it to the Red Cross. So maybe we'll do our own Red Cross drive and or blood drive. Or I, I don't know what we're gonna do. We should know by this Thursday. I'll definitely know by this Thursday. Get all the information out to people, and uh, you know, we'll let you guys know how you can be in support of you know what we're doing. But Check out the Facebook page. That's what we have right now. The website is being created. Other things are being created, and um, we should have a full-fledged, ready-to-go, Loving Father Society campaign, um, ready-to-go by January 1, 2013, if God sees fit for us to be here to do so. Um, This is what we're doing, folks. We hope we'll leave a legacy, uh, something for our kids to do something for our kids to continue and maybe for their kids and their kids to continue for generations on. We hope that this is the groundwork and this is the foundation with God involved. I don't feel like we can go wrong. My brothers also feel the same and you know what? There's nothing that can stop this movement. It's already been started. You know, the, the momentum is moving. It's up. It's an upward swing. It's an upward battle. It's a fight. You know, many people tell us that we shouldn't have race involved with it, but you know what? Sometimes folks, you gotta be, a little less politically correct, you know, correct, excuse me. And, and you have to be focused and you have to be driven and you have to be direct about what you want to do. So we're, we're being direct. We're tackling issues that we see need to be tackled and, and we're going forward with this thing. So I would ask that you guys pray for us as we go and uh, keep us in mind and, you know, shout us some messages out. Look for us on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash. I love being a black father. Um, that's our first campaign. That's our baby. There will also be a I love a Mexican, Spanish, Asian, whatever we decide to do when we get brothers that come along and want to participate. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to direct those movements. But if you haven't if you can't tell, I'm a black man and I don't know exactly what I'm pretty sure some of the things that I say and that I've been through as a black father. Can can uh, contribute to the lives of some white fathers, or Asian, or Hispanic or whatever you want to call the fathers out there. But I do know specifically what black men go through and what black youth go through. And I think there's a benefit in that. So I'm going to be direct with that, me and my brothers. And, you know, we got other people out there that we're working with, man, all races are involved. We're putting this thing together. and, And it is very, very, very needed. So, you know, pray for us as we go through, man, and and save your criticism and get on board and help us do something positive because there's nothing negative about what we're trying to do. We're trying to set a standard, and we hope that you all will join us in trying to set that positive standard with positive influence and love. So check us out, man. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, Look for the website real soon. We're going to definitely do some BIG things out there. And, um, you know. Shoot us an email on radio at com If you got any suggestions, we definitely want to take them. Uh, if you want either one of us to come out and maybe speak to your organization, we would definitely come out and speak. We can negotiate, you know, cost and, you know, what may have you. If we got to come overnight, folks, um, you know, you, you got to compensate. I'm sorry. You know, we, we, we got our money spread it pretty thin. And you know me, I don't mind coming to speak anywhere, folks. I think y'all know that. I spend my time. Shout out to the tea parties, baby. I definitely spend my time at some tea parties. Love to speak at tea parties. Love getting that crowd up, getting that crowd enthused out there and, you know, getting the momentum strong and getting people on their feet and talking about the law. Man, that's what I do. But anyway, I'm not going to hold you guys anymore because I just got the buzzer that told me I need to hurry up. Rosie on the right, folks. Here she is. Rosie, welcome to the KIRP radio show. How are you this evening?
2: I'm great.
3: Thank you for having me. Thanks for inviting me. No doubt. I know We didn't didn't give you any segue, and uh, I didn't come on and neither one of the producers. Well, I only have one producer working tonight, and I didn't have anybody come on and ask you if you were ready. So let me ask you now. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ready to go. (laughs) Are you ready? I mean, are you ready? Because you, Rosie, I don't know if people know who you are, but I just want to give you just a second to let people know who you are, what you do, and why you're so pumped up about this election right here?
5: Hmm. Okay. I know. And right after your uh your original leading when you start when you were talking about how how you hate this political season <laughs> and and how, you know, you can't wait till all these commercials are over. Mm. I live for politics. I don't know what it is about it. Um I have been listening and paying attention to the political arena since I was a teenager. I would yeah. go from room to room. I'd have the TVs on in my house on C-SPAN. And my parents were like, what are you doing? What are you <laughs> watching here? You know, like, do we have to watch this government TV? I mean,
2: they
5: they weren't even into it. And they are they're Democrats. They were registered. Well, I put them over. They're registered Republicans now. But they still vote however they want to vote. I no voted for President Obama the last election. In this election, my father will, will vote for, for Mitt Romney, and my mother will vote for President Obama, because oh, I have God. no control over her. <laughs>
3: <Anyway>. House divided. <laughs> A house divided. Yeah, Woo-wee. I
5: know. Cannot stand. But um, we don't talk – can you believe it? We don't talk politics. When I go over – I was just there on Sunday, and um, – of course, I bring it up everywhere I go, especially lately. And I was just shut down. My mother was like, "Shut down," you know. <laughs>
2: so
5: I could not talk to her. So she's. So I said, "Well, Daddy, you're gonna do the right thing. So you know, you cancel her bone out, okay?"
3: Oh and man, that's
5: how it's gonna happen in that household. But um, I, I was, I was trying to think when you invited me to come on the show. I was thinking, well, you know, what do I want to talk about? You know, what's important that I could say to his audience, and I have no idea what your audience is like. I I have no idea, you know, if it was political or not, and I'm getting the sense that you have – it's it's just everyday average folk, right? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I'm not going to go through any kind of, like, all those numbers, like, (laughs) I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But I will say um, this. I'm a conservative. Good. I believe in personal responsibility.
2: Good.
5: I believe in um, doing the uh, a day's hard work for a day's wages. I do not believe in handouts. I do believe in, I don't believe in welfare, but before I get crucified by people,
3: <laughs> what I mean
5: by that is I do believe that people need a hand up. I do believe that. But I think, but personally, I believe that if the churches were given the opportunity to be that, because that's the mandate of the church. That is not the, the government's job, it's the mandate of the church. And there's so many churches there's a church in every corner in my town. Yeah. And they're building big buildings, they're sending money to other countries because so they figure we've got it handled here, you know? I mean, so having said all that, I guess you can guess I'm a Republican. <laughs> That's why it's Rosie on the right.
3: Yeah, no doubt.
5: <laughs> yeah, um, some of the things. Can I get right into saying what I want to say about the race and, and the races, and cause it's not just the, the uh, presidential race. It's, there are senatorial races, and I and I promise
3: not to be boring. No, it's it fine. Fun. Look, we 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 talk <laughs> politics on this show twenty four seven. I mean, that's what we do. It's a conservative show. But you know what, man? I have some funky ideas about some of everything. I'm never all in for for nothing. You know, One I, feel, or the other. I feel. Yeah, I mean, I feel differently about everything than than most people. So, feel free, speak your mind. Definitely keep it real. We it's no bother here. Just relax, sit back, and enjoy yourself on the show. And say what you feel. <laughs> like you know? we're say having you
5: a conversation. Yeah, you
3: only got about six million people up here listening to you, so it's cool.
5: Oh, good! Thank you for that.
3: <laughs>
5: well, this gives me the opportunity to influence somebody. okay, all right, That's right. on your market say go. <laughs> the Senate races are just as important as the presidential race. Why do I say that? Because the Senate is the one that passes the bills they They write and pass bills. Congress appropriates money. They spend the money, but the Senate is the one that says yes or no. They're the ones that vote on the bills, okay in Florida. We have a Democrat, Connie Mack, who's mostly winning right now. He's got the public's attention. I really want Florida to go, uh, not for, Con- I, mean, um, uh, not- I mean, Connie Mack is 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 the Republican. What am I doing? Connie Mack is the Republican. <laughs> he's the one that I want to win. But okay. Senator Nelson, who's over, who's been the senator in Florida, is the one that is probably going to win because he's got, um, he's got the uh, public attention right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we need the Senate to, to turn Republican if we get a Republican president because it'll be very difficult for anything to move forward. So, if the Republican president wants to um, do something about jobs and he's got this is the, these are the facts, and he's got a Democrat Senate, chances are the Democrat Senate is going to, they're, they're so hurt and so upset about whatever has gone on before that they can't move forward. So whether you like it or not, you really need to get a same-party Senate so that they can move the president's um, bills forward so that the country can move forward. So Mm -hmm. if we get a a Republican president, we need a Republican Senate. Um, There's uh, a big race right now in in Virginia and in Ohio. There's two really important senatorial races, and these are the only – I won't talk anymore about senator- senatorial race. I'll go back to the presidential race. But mm-hmm. people listening in Ohio, if you're in the coal in- coal mine industry, this president, President Obama, if he had his way, he would do away with coal because his he can't help it. His green energy policy wants to abolish the coal industry because his ideology is green energy, which is really, I mean, it's like. You know throwing bad good money after bad it's just not there's nothing there's nothing that works right now in green energy, you know, and mm-hmm. you't throw a bunch of money behind that. We should throw some money in research for green energy, but not not the way that it's been done okay so um so those of you in Ohio you really need to to vote for Josh Mandel because he's the he's the guy who's gonna um secure your job, you know, he's a good guy, he's, a, he's a, a veteran, he's a real hero, he's an ex-Marine, he's also the current treasurer of the state of Ohio,
2: mm-hmm. and
5: as treasurer, he earned the highest possible rating that you could get from Standard & Poor's, which is you know, S&P, and, and, the, and for managing the $4 billion government fund that he manages in Ohio, he he got this really high rating. Look, this this guy he's a young fella too. I mean I don't know how old he is, but he's not forty. I mean he's got he's oh, in his thirties. Wow. Yeah yeah, and so he's got some he's excited. He's got some really good ideas. Josh Mandel that's who I I wish that Ohio would vote for for Senate. And um, in Virginia we really need um, uh, George Allen. He used to be in the Senate before, uh, and he lost the Senate seat when. The president went in office, and you know, and, and there was a lot of uh, senatorial seats that went Democrat. Tim Kaine um, is advocating really huge. Tim Kaine is a Democrat in Virginia. He's advocating really huge defense cuts, and that's going to severely affect the economy in Virginia. So those of you in Virginia, if you care anything about your your economy there, concerning you know the shipyards and the military families. And all that you're going to have to vote for George Allen because he's the man concerning that. Well,
3: but, let, me, um, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question real quick though. Why, why, why is uh, anybody advocating defense cuts right now with with what we have going on in this nation and national security? I mean, what? How much more can we cut? And I don't understand why people are advocating defense cuts right now. Do you do you hear any noise or, or is there any? Uh, I don't know. Uh, any any foundation to what he's saying? Is there any merit to his claims on that we need to de- cut defense?
5: Okay, that's that's a good question. Why would anybody cut defense? No, no, I don't agree with that. I don't think that anybody should be cutting defense right now. There is there is some waste in all government, including um, including in the military, but it has more to do with contractors, the types of money that they pay contractors Mm -hmm. and their lack of um, the way they uh, take um, bids, you know.
3: Oh, on the contracts, right. I got you on the GS jobs. Contractors,
5: right, like uh, for making these big old, old, you know, vehicles and also contractors who are actually overseas. But those guys, they deserve all the money they get because they're in danger, honey. So they they deserve all the money they get. They they make like a hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred thousand a year, some of these contractors. But I'm talking guys like the security detail that was in Benghazi with ambassador Chris Stevens. You know, that that guy was yeah. a, was one of those guys was a contractor, a subcontractor. He was yeah. a security detail. The other two he was an ex SEAL. The other two were ex SEALs too and I don't know what's well, anyway. Um, that's another story. And you said you sent me a message saying you wanted to touch on that. I know all about that. I've been oh yeah, researching we, that and I could talk about that if you want to too. Yeah, we we're but, gonna get definitely um, get
3: on that too in in a little bit.
5: Yes. But, no, we should not be cutting the Go ahead.
3: You know, I there's a lot going on around this country, man, and, and you know, I think just just speaking on the general election, it's like a lot of people are are just solely talking about the presidential race, only talking about the presidential race. And because of who the president is and who Mitt Romney is, um, I think majority of voters will vote straight ticket. And not by accident, because if you look at all the the, uh, attack ads, you know, all the uh, backlash that parties have been getting from party to party, from party, you know, from this party to that party, it's like, no one is. They're, they're not being very specific, unless they go, you know, well, Mitt Romney wants to cut this, or President Obama is going to cut that. It seems like the parties have been have been uh, attacked, and because the parties have been attacked so much, it to me it just feels like in the air that people aren't going to vote uh, cross party. I think that majority of the people are going to vote straight ticket on either side. So I'm just curious to how do, how do you think that's going to affect the nation. Uh, in the Senate races, being, you know, where they are. I think there's, what, 14 seats up right now?
5: There's 12 seats that are up for grabs. Good good that you knew that, yeah. There's 12 top of seats going up now, right now. Um, how do I think it's going to affect it? Well, uh, I think that um, it's... <laughs> I think that the that the country is divided, you know, and I think that mm-hmm. people. The reason I'm going to tell you why people vote straight party, okay? I used to I used to vote cross party because there were some things locally that I yeah. liked about certain people, so I would I voted cross party. But now, but for Senate and Congress, I really have to vote straight party for the reasons that I mentioned earlier. See, if you there's so much contention between the two parties. And the reason why there's so much contention is because there's two very different ideologies that are battling, that are at at war with each other, you know? Sure. Um, there's a progressive mentality, and progressive is too nice a word. I don't even know what the word should be for, for, for that ideology, <laughs> for that way of thinking, because there's nothing yeah. progressive about it. It's more like Marxist or communist, but it's even worse than that, because it pretends to be something it's not. Yeah. Anyway, and that's why so many people... You know, went after the Democrat Party. My my mother, my uncles. I mean, I'm Puerto Rican.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm
5: I'm Hispanic. So, I've got a lot of people that I that I have to convince. But I have convinced some. But because they think of the old JFK party, the party of the poor, the party, you know, and really, um, that the Democrat Party has they 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 slyly they slyly left you, man. It's slightly left, left, left all that. You know, they um, they pretend to be something they're not. You know, they are not the party for the poor because if they were, why are we still poor? Why are there so many poor still? They were in power for 40 years in Congress. They're the ones that spent the money from the 40s up until 90s, 40, 50 years they were in power. You know, so if the country's in a bad economic state and everybody wants to blame eight years of Bush, let's look at 40 years of the Congress. You know mm. that's something that nobody talks about, and it's because most people don't know how government works. Right. So, you know, I, do I agree with everything the Republicans say and do? No, but they're right, the to my ideology. You know, to my ideals. You know. Well, um
3: that's ahead, that's Jenny. actually something that oh. I'm. Well, I mean, it's it's cool. I, I get it because that that's something that I actually say a lot. Like I'm I'm not even a Republican. But let me tell you, man, according to the history for which it stands, and I always say for which it stands because looking looking into the truth in history, I don't care who and what about the switch and the Southern strategy and the Dixie crap. Listen, man, I'm not even talking about all of that. But if you look at the truth in history, we should be, quote unquote, Republicans in our ideology. So I, I think I identify more with the Republican Party, especially today. Because I look back in neighborhoods that I grew up in, predominantly black neighborhoods, and which weren't always poor, you know, working class neighborhoods where people actually went to work and they saved their money and they Ah. shared and, you know, they took care of each other. And and those are the things that I witnessed. But in the mix of that were a sole um, Democrat firm voting for. You know, in my community, it was, they were only voting Democrat. I don't care what we thought in our homes, which were, you know, the way I was raised was aligned with the Republican Party, the platform of the Republican Uh Party. I don't care. People don't even look at that. They just look at who we all voted for collectively in our neighborhoods, and, and it was Democrats. So if you look at that, and then and i wish people would look back at how their neighborhoods look. If you look at predominantly re- democrat neighborhoods, they all suck. And it just show, I'm I'm just telling the truth because i've been through it. I've lived it. I've seen it. I know I know the the you know the support know. that the democrat party has gotten and and i look at where i grew up and then i go back now and i go, "Damn, look at this place, man." Like, look at it. And it's still the same type of people in power or friends of theirs or friends and and, and relatives of theirs, and nothing has changed. So I ask people, when I go to talk politics with people who either don't know or haven't followed as closely in years in the past, not as of late, but years past, I ask them this. Who have you voted for all your life? Who did your parents vote for? And look at your neighborhoods and tell me where did they help How did they help, and what did they accomplish? And part of the time, people can't tell you anything that was accomplished. They start going on attacks saying, well, Republicans didn't do this.
5: Yeah, they changed the subject. You know, under President Obama, 50% of the college graduates are not able to find a job. That's The Associated Press came out with that on April 22nd. They did a, a, a story on that. And, you know, there are so many... We are poor now, as not just as a nation, but as a community. The unemployment rate for blacks in the, in, in the United States right now has increased to fourteen point three percent under under this president. Look, I don't have anything against President Obama, honestly and truly. I'm sure he's a good family man. You know, I don't have, I don't like those um, pictures and things some people posted even on my own page. People post like. A goofy picture of the President With plus teeth or something I'm like, you know what let's, get, let's let's talk something real Let's not, you know Disparage people for their looks And this and that That's so stupid
2: right. But
5: I don't have anything against the President or his family Other than the fact that I do think that he is a closet Muslim But that's another story I think that he won't admit that he has a, that he's Of his Muslim faith Because he's afraid that that wouldn't be Acceptable to the American mm-hmm. people And he's right But because he doesn't do anything for Christians, like he does for <laughs> Islam and the and the Muslims. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a like a duck, and it, and it acts like a duck. Hey, what? You know what? It's a duck.
2: Affleck. So, yeah.
5: Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I I I agree with what you're saying. You know, they just they haven't helped our communities, and I'm just not giving them another chance as mar- as much as possible.
3: I'm I'm with you on that, Ro- Rosie. Let me ask you this, like. When, when you're in conversations with folks, and and or when you meet people, and you start talking politics to them, and you find out that they either don't know and they want to know, or they're they are uh, democratic for no apparent reason, how do you? What's the conversation like? Or what points do you hit on um, when you try to explain to them? You know where you think they should be. You know how how do you quote unquote convert someone to your ideology? I'll just say it like that.
5: I, I first I, I explain to them that I don't have anything against the president. I don't have like I just said because you know it doesn't help me that I'm Hispanic. Believe me, they, they you know I get called racist anyway. But <laughs> you know, ridiculous, uh-huh. I'm like yeah, really what? But um, um, I tell them I don't have anything against the president. You know I do not like his ideology, and then I explain to them what he said and what he's done, what he said. And what he's done. And I say, you see, when somebody says something but they do the opposite, you know, I tend to think that they're putting me on. I I tend to think that they're not being real, you mm-hmm. know, because, and they're like, well, how come I haven't heard that? Or why, why don't I know about that? And I said, because you're too busy with your life and, you know, you don't keep up with this like I do. Let's face it, right? You don't keep up with this? And they're like, no, I don't keep up with that. You're right. I don't like politics. okay. So where do you get your political information from? You get it from the news. You get it from, you know, a little snippet here, a little snippet there. You're not going to stop and read a whole story about it. But yet I do. So let me do the research for you. And I'm telling you, sweetheart, this, you know, you need to vote this way because this <laughs> is good for you. Trust me. I'm but if, if if I have a good rapport, I'm talking, you know, I, I'll, I'll yeah. say things like that. Sometimes I'm like at the nail salon or I'm getting my hair done. And I bring it up because I always bring it up, and because um, I'm not afraid of—I am not afraid of um, controversy. I am not a mean person, mm-hmm. so I don't get ugly. I don't—you know—that's not going to happen. Um, and if somebody is ugly with me right away, then I know that that's not that's not a convertible person. You know, that's like when you talk about the Lord. You know, yeah. hey, you know, if you're going to jump on me, your band will come out. Then you're not—you know what? <laughs> I'll just, just pray for you then. I'm going to pray for you, honey, because
3: there's out. something I can do. And it's child. like that, though. It is like that. I mean, you. I, I got yeah. in a conversation one night at a, at a store, man, and I had the kids in the car. And, you know, my kids don't see me get like that, man. But I'm, I'm going to keep it funky, man. Where I'm from, I can get real ugly. So all them names that people try to talk and all this, you know, junk that. Because, you know, in politics, people get real slick-like. And, and most of the time, it's just punks, man. All these punks be talking all this noise, and people get real slick-like. And and it and it pisses me off because I'm like, "Yo, hold up. You ain't got to disrespect me now just because you don't believe like I believe or, you know, you you feel some other type of way or you think that I should have this underlying love for whoever you're voting for." You know what I'm saying? And and people they they get angry, man, and they they just go off and I, I try not to give off that. I actually I I don't give off that. I don't even like that. I don't like the fact that people get upset with each other over politics. Period. You know, because politics are supposed to be for the people and uh, consen- the consensus of people, you know, should choose the best candidate that represents the majority of the consensus of the people. And, you know, if you, if you don't roll with that, you know, you cast your vote and then that doesn't happen. You complain until you get somebody else. I mean, that's how it should be. But the people shouldn't be fighting each other over this stuff, man. And And that's my biggest problem with what's going on now is that people have such an attachment to the candidates. That they're not even looking at the platforms or the things that the candidates oh have done on either side, and you know I have a, I got a huge beef with that. So I really fell back in the late last few weeks because, you know I I just hate what I'm seeing out here. I, I'm I'm seeing the people you know take that eye off the ball and and really start almost like hating each other over this electoral process. Let's go to a caller real quick. They've been holding for about six minutes. Going to a caller out of the 352. You are the only 352 call on the air. You're on the air with Pudgy and Rosie. How are you?
6: Hey, Pudgy. How you
3: doing? Hey, hey. How are you?
6: Hey, hey. Hey, Rosie. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, I, I just wanted to say it's not so much that the, the people are aligned with the candidates it's just the simple fact that that um the Democrats have become so liberal you don't have any choice except to vote party line.
3: Wow.
6: I mean if you if you if I, like Rosie said earlier, I used to be a person that would cross over. But the yeah. simple fact is that if you cross over now, you're voting for the most liberal agenda that we've ever faced, at least in my lifetime.
3: I think on a local level, that may be a little different, though. I mean, you got treasurer, people that are going up for, like, you know, the state treasurer or, you know, lieutenant governor, like lieutenant governor in North Carolina. I'm not – I don't – Walter Dalton in North Carolina speaking. I got nothing for Walter Dalton. I mean, most of you don't even know that, man. But I'm just saying, you know, you, you can't always vote, you know, straight party when you yeah, have but, so many local elections going on as well, can you?
6: Yeah, but, Pudge, that's where – The true essence, I believe, of progressivism is is creeping into our government. A lot of these local candidates, honestly, I don't think they even understand what (laughs) progressivism really is. They just simply, some of the things that they're attempting to do is they're just trying to do out of kindness what they think is being a good uh, good person.
3: I can't disagree with you there, brother. I cannot disagree with you on that one.
6: And and then and then and at the same time, is is progressivism creeping? Now the people at the higher levels in Congress, they absolutely get it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Um, I wanna. I wanna address something that. No gentleman just, just said, if that's okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. The um the issue that we're facing at the local government is that agenda twenty one, which I don't want to oh. introduce too many concepts. But I'll just say this, okay? You should Google it. Everybody should Google Agenda 21. I don't want to introduce too many concepts. I'll just say that it it has infiltrated the uh, local governments, and that's why you have so many demigods making all these rules, making people, yeah. you know, you can't did, dig a ditch this far. You, get, you have to put so many trees and all this environmental stuff. And um, Agenda 21 is a real big problem and it has infiltrated the local government more so than any – that is where it is. It's in the local government, Ro- Ro- and it's Ro- really Ro- insightful
6: Ro- business. Ro- Rosa, you, you're, you're absolutely correct. Agenda 21 has to be fought on the local level because that's where the problem is with yep. Agenda 21. You're absolutely right. But, but to be honest with you, the way I see Agenda 21, it has to be fought with – constitutional conservatives being elected, sure. because really when you break Agenda 21 down, it's just simply putting a label on liberalism. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
6: It's, 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 it's nothing more than saying, instead of saying liberalism, we're saying Agenda 21, and how it has to be defeated is with a conservative movement across this country, and that's the only way to stop it.
3: Yeah, Agenda 21 yeah. Is, is is definitely a true collaboration of, in, in my own words, Marxism and socialism with blind liberalism, yeah. and and folks don't want to understand Agenda 21. They don't want to read upon it. They don't care. I'm telling you guys, I'm sitting right here, and people don't do not care about nuclear warfare. They don't care about what the man. I'm I'm not even gonna get on that. See, I, I said I wasn't gonna yeah. bash President Obama yeah. tonight. I'm not gonna but, do it. But, I'm gonna let it be, but, but people need to understand what this man has done through the United Nations to America.
5: Giving well, up our sovereignty. Well, That's
6: well what and
5: here, here's, giving up our
6: sovereignty and, and here, Well well Rosie, here's part of the problem with conservatism in general, is that most of the candidates and, and I'll even put Mitt Romney in this category to a certain degree. As much as I love Mitt Romney and he's gonna make a great president, I truly believe that but they're not very good at communicating their ideas. Mm-hmm. And and they get too bogged down in minutiae and start to go into a – they need to talk into a bigger picture about mm-hmm. ideas and principles. Sure. And, and, and here's the problem, the, the, and this has a lot to do with Agenda 21. In other words, it's very difficult, and only a few people can do it, is to stand up and tell people, especially on a local level, how taking things away from them – helps them by not by not letting certain programs and stuff into their local counties and stuff how that helps them and it's a lot easier for a liberal to stand up there and say we're going to give you this and we're going to give you that than it is for a conservative to say we're going to take things away and that's going to benefit you and and here's the mistake they make they have to start talking about it in the terms of people of freedom how releasing them from the bonds of government will allow them to excel in their own personal lives.
3: Wow. Okay. I love All right. It.
0: Thanks
3: a lot. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Man, I you should have been the host tonight. Listen, I'm gonna take a break and I'll just let you host the remainder of the show because you just it. <laughs> uh, well I
6: well I just wanna say I, I I wanna say before y'all cut me off, I'm one of Rosie's friends on Facebook. That's how I found out about your show so I called Beautiful. in just just to Thanks. talk. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, thanks for posting it, Rosie. Okay. I, now I know. Now I know it's here. I, I can maybe call you and check back in
3: sometime. Yeah, please do, oh, man. Okay. We we definitely love your comments, and and you you're so right, man. I just you know, like I said, I should have just gave up and let you host the rest of the show because you definitely put it in perspective, <laughs> and I. You know, people, I know people who listen to this show appreciate that, man, because, you know, like I said, I don't have one idea for anything. I, I believe in Christ. I'm conservative, and I don't apologize. I believe in the true essence of republicanism. That's just me. That's who I am, but you know?
6: Here, 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 Here's the problem. What people don't understand and, and, and what. And what our government doesn't understand, I'm talking about our conservative leaders don't understand, and the people. They don't understand how freedom is tied to conservatism, how Christianity is tied to freedom, how capitalism is tied to freedom. In other words, there's no place on this earth that capitalism is absent and freedom exists. It just doesn't happen. See, we we always look at capitalism as an economic system, but it's not. It's the key ingredient to freedom, and you can't have freedom without capitalism. And there's no place on this planet without Christianity that there's not freedom either. And what our people need to do is start tying this to a bigger picture Hmm. of ideology, freedom, and capitalism, and conservatism. They all have to go together, because when you remove one of those ingredients, they
3: all come down.
2: Woo.
3: Fire. I like it. <laughs> I, I like Rosie, you like it. Can we get a round of applause for that gentleman, please? Yeah. Round- that that was heat right there, man. I, I appreciate yeah. that. And man, you got me out of my seat. I gotta stand up now. I'm bumping the mic and all that. <laughs> <laughs> well listen. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm just simply
6: saying that that's where we're missing the boat. We have to get back to talking about ideas and principles. And how all these ideas and principles are fundamentally a- attached to each other, and that's that's where we're missing the boat.
3: Well, truthfully, um, you're definitely right. I, I think truthfully, if people would focus on issues, we we could definitely find a, a common understanding, and we can get the truth of of what's really going on in this nation. And we could probably, I think, we'd agree more than we would disagree. If we truthfully looked at the issues for how they stand, and and take po- you could take party out of it, but just look at the issues and and apply them to your everyday life, and I think then we could be real about what's actually going on and what we really need in our lives. So, and and if you do that, the people who aren't really for the benefit of this country, who really aren't for the benefit of, of our pros- prospering, those people will go away. You know, they they would stick out like a sore thumb. We see them coming. We hear it in their voice. We'd hear, they would say plainly, yeah, I'm a progressive, all right? My skirt's up. I'm a progressive. Now you see my old tattoo. You know, this is what I am. I'm a socialist. This is who I am. I'm a Marxist. This is who I am. If we really brought the issues to the forefront and talked about only the issues, those people would stick out and they would have to go away. That's just my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for calling in the show, my friend. We hope to hear from you again every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll see the stuff posted. We got the website. We got the blogs. We're all over. You can just Google K-I-R-P Radio Show or Google the Black Extremist Pudgy, and I'm sure I will pop up there somewhere.
6: (laughs) Okay. Thanks, guys.
3: All right. Thank you. Rosie, we got to go to a commercial, then we're going to come back here, and we're going to talk a little about Benghazi. What do you think about that? Yes,
5: yes. Uh, good good idea <laughs> yeah
3: cause it's, it's, it's a lot of information that people need to know uh, about Benghazi Glenn Beck's had a lot to say about it and uh, he put a lot of information out there that you actually turned me on to and I listened to it and I read up on it even more than what I already knew and I learned a lot more especially about yeah. gun running Woo! Yeah. Yeah. alright folks when we come back Rocking with Rosie on the right and Pudgy. Check her out on Facebook, man. It's at Symbol Rosie on the right, and you can find me on Twitter. Also, I'm sorry. Check her out on Twitter at Symbol Rosie on the right, and me on Twitter at NC Pudgy. And also, you can find the show at KIRP Radio Show. Find us, man. We're out here, KIRP Radio Show dot com. The number one Black conservative talk radio show. Southeastern United States we are number One baby over 6 million Listeners out there and we definitely appreciate you Guys you are B.I.G. in my book Remember this God is love love is God We'll be right back after these messages You're rocking with the K.R.B. Radio show if you
0: believe you can tell a lot about our governor and lieutenant governor by the way they lead our state. We have great challenges facing us and need strong, courageous, visionary leadership to see us through. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina lieutenant governor. As an architect, senior partner, and office president of the state's largest design firm, I was accustomed to solving complex problems for my clients. Architects are creative problem solvers, and that's what we need more of in Raleigh. And we need more business leaders, not more politicians. Over the past 10 months, I've visited the majority of the counties in North Carolina multiple times, traveled over 80,000 miles, listened to thousands of North Carolinians and their solutions to the challenges we face. Did you know North Carolina ranks 41st in the nation in K-12 education? 36th in graduation rate, 43rd in unemployment, 38th in business tax climate, 42nd in illegal immigration. This is just not acceptable. I believe it's time to look at the failed policies of our current governor and lieutenant governor and demand real leadership for North Carolina. As your next lieutenant governor, I will tackle these issues head-on and provide the strong, courageous, and visionary leadership needed to lead our state through these challenging times. Over the next few months, I'll be sharing solutions to these challenges, and I hope you will take the time to share them with your friends and family and give me your feedback. I believe we can turn America around and I believe we should start right here in North Carolina. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, and I ask for your support.
2: Run, Forrest, run!
3: 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, The address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Hesitation, if money talks, I got my master's in communication. But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred. Ever since I was a young and been hungry, it's called bunions. You've been so fixed to plumbing. I'm a beast in the game, you're it. And if this ain't what you call hip hop, it must be bungee jumping. Eat out on my arms, three stripes on my sneakers. And even if they slip us, they better be Adidas KIRP. Radio!
1: Sound Shoe. C H E W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament.
3: back welcome back welcome back to the kirp radio show with guests rosie on the right at rosie on the right on twitter check her out man very 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 informative with all of her blogs all of her videos she's also on uh youtube check her out on youtube i think that's at rosie on the right as well is that right rosie
2: that's correct
3: Check her out on YouTube. You can also check com out on YouTube. I've got some videos on there. I don't care if you don't like it. So what? <laughs> also, you can check us out on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash show. Again, they are my posts. They are my opinions. I pay for this show. We got a couple of sponsors, but you know what? They don't run this. We run this. Conservatives run this. This is a conservative house. And we do what we do best, which is tell the truth. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the KRP Radio Show, man. I really appreciate you guys. Without you, I could no longer be number one, and we are number one. We are definitely doing our thing down here in North Carolina on the southeastern shore of America. And I want to take one second and uh, just one second and show some love to all the folks out there on the Upper East Coast, uh, the New York, the Massachusetts, the Jersey those folks are definitely going through right now, and they have gone through a lot this week. There are many folks out there who lost it all, who don't have anything anymore. They went to bed and woke up with nothing, or their house was flooded, or, you know, whatever. From the from the, the conditions of the storm, you know, there are a lot of people that are going through. So my hopes and prayers are going out to those folks. I pray for courage. I pray for strength. And, uh, you know, I, I pray that they get through this thing okay. You know, sometimes when you go through things, That's your blessing, believe it or not, and uh, you never know what's on the other side of that. So, you know, all I can say is that my hat goes off to you guys. Be strong, and, um, you know, we're definitely praying for for you guys, and and hopefully uh, you can bounce back from um, this Hurricane Sandy. Um, There's a lot of politics, Rosie, that's going on with this Hurricane Sandy, and, you know, everybody has has taken their chance to uh, claim what's theirs through this storm. You know, we know what they say about, you know, no tragedy. No tragedy, you know, goes without being exploited. Yeah, and, uh, that,
5: that, yeah. There's no, um, they, there's, they won't uh, let a good uh, tragedy go to waste or something like that. I, yeah. I can't remember the exact quote, but it was, um, uh, oh my gosh, not Eric Holder, the other, the other prony. Oh gosh. Well, I know what you mean. I've heard it, and it was came from this administration, uh, uh, Emmanuel. That's what
3: was. Oh, oh yeah, Rahm Emanuel, exactly. Rahm Manuel who who said that? Yeah. It's uh, and it's it's really devastating though, man. I mean, these people are are, they're really going through a lot, and it, and it seems that, you know, the government proves time in and time out to me that they don't know how to handle anything. I, I always refer, you know, I always refer back to the post office, and I always say. You know, if you want to look at the way the government runs a business, you know, look at the United States Postal Service that is suffering. There were some $9 billion in debt. And and look at social services and look at child support and look at welfare and look at all these things that the government just completely drops the ball on. These are their businesses. They are the administrators and the management of these businesses. Of These entities and they are all Failing they none of them work None of them are working properly none of them Serve the people f- properly The way that they should serve the people we all Complain about them whether we on Them or not and they're just not beneficial The way they're being controlled the way they've Been run and this is the same government That people are saying that hey we want them Running our health care so what what do you Think Apple. is going to happen in healthcare? you Know oh, you can't my. deliver mail you can't Deliver mail right what do you think is <laughs> going to happen in healthcare? Seriously it's crazy So anyway, let me move along. Benghazi. (laughs) Man, Benghazi, there's a a lot in this that the American people aren't paying attention to. The ball has been dropped and rolled and rolled and rolled, uh, cover-up after cover-up after cover-up. But thank God there are some people out there with a conscience that are telling the truth, and some of this information is coming out. And it, it seems right now, the latest of what I've heard, and what I've read is that the White House actually had have this uh, tragedy on on film. They actually watched it take place. Is that right, Rosie?
5: Yes. <laughs> this is this is going to prove, I believe, that this will prove to be a huge scandal for the president. It may not happen now. It may not happen right away until after the election. If he loses, I think it's going to come, get broken wide open. If he wins, if he becomes president, it's still going to be dribs and drabs coming out. But um, people write books about it, and it'll come out slowly. But um, I believe it's going to be a, it proved to be a huge scandal for him and qu- could quite possibly ruin his presidency if he becomes you know, if he gets reelected, because I think he would be impeached behind it, honestly and truly.
3: I mean, he we're talking... An
5: executive, well, he signed an executive order last year
3: mm-hmm.
5: that would give him the ability to arm al-Qaeda, the al-Qaeda rebels in Libya after that's Qaddafi right. was taken down. And um, that's what he did. He, I believe that he, from everything that I've read, that you've read, that we've watched, that we've researched, that he's giving our enemies weapons... And um I don't
3: I that's not the best way to keep Americans safe. Wow. I mean you can go back, I, I don't know if people can find a commentary. I, I think it was maybe twenty, twenty or sixty minutes or something like that where uh President Obama was asked uh, you know, about Libya, uh about the Libyan forces and, and would he rule out actually giving them uh armed support in, in terms of weapons. And he said he wouldn't rule it out, but they wouldn't rule it in right now. Rule until, it in. Right. Et cetera, exactly. et cetera. You and
5: him, exactly. You
3: quoted
5: it, him exactly how
3: he said it. And and that to me at that time was amazing. You know, and I, I didn't go on social media. I didn't go on any blogs and and start talking about that because I knew instantly people would say, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't matter what you quote about that man. You know, people will instantly tell you that you don't know what you're talking about. But we, we replay that in our minds. and here we are. Uh, with this Benghazi attack and how this probe has unfolded, and the, the U.S. consulate in Benghazi, which left Ambassador Christopher Stevens and uh, three other Americans dead, you know there there are plenty of questions out there about what happened that night, but whether it was adequate security at the compound or the manner in which the Obama administration initially uh, characterized the attack, we don't really know everything that has happened. But in, in latest details. Um, You know, I've been hearing some talks about that this could unfold to prison. Uh, It could be impeachable with all this lying. And, you know, what's going on with Benghazi that the general public don't know about, Rosie, if you could catch us up to speed.
5: Okay. Okay. Um, Well, this was basically reported by – I want to give this guy proper credit because he's the one who's been doing the – Eli Lake. Yeah. You know, he he works for the Daily Beast. And he reported that the State Department um, did not ask the military for for backup while the U.S. consulate was under attack on 9-11. So the State Department did not ask the military for backup. Okay, and um, so that means that, and also we know that um, on the night of 9-11, at around 11 o'clock at night, Benghazi time, which would have been a 5 p.m. our time, uh, 90 minutes after the assault began, um, that Obama met with the National Security Council to discuss the attack. So there was mm-hmm. some talk. And the NSC spokesman, Tommy Vider, I don't know how to pronounce his name, said that the president ordered Secretary Panetta and, the cha- and Chairman Dempsey to begin moving assets into the region. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we also know that the CIA denies turning down requests for help. So which is it? You know what I mean? So wow. there's a little controversy going on there. And I don't know. And I and it's going to take a congressional um, investigation, which I hate these congressional investigations. They take forever. People get bored. They become, you know, stale. But um, every, I'll just say this, too. 100% of the information that's coming out concerning this, is whistleblowers? Is my whistleblowers? Yeah. People who are directly involved, but, um, but and, and just can't stomach the idea, you know. See, there, are, there's video all over that embassy, all over the consulates, all over the embassy. There's video cameras inside. I mean, they know what happened. They watched it happen in real time, just like mm-hmm. they watched the, bin, the the Bin Laden raid. You know, we saw them. Uh, yeah. You know, around that TV and everything, right? But we see nothing about this.
3: Why are they covering Uh, this up? It it seems like, you know, I think one of the most amazing things to me uh, about this whole Benghazi attack is that it's almost like they're trying to sweep it under the rug. It's, It's almost like they don't want the people or they don't want America to know the truth about it because you can't you can't find uh much news coverage about it not speaking the truth you know they they talk about only the attack and only the ambassador and that's it you don't get any yes. really solid information about the benghazi attack a lot of people don't know about the video people don't know about this memo that's floating around you know with the oh, timeline yeah. you know 2 hours after the attack began you know how people were watching they don't know about the CIA safe house and and it's so much information that's going on with this Benghazi attack, but I think one of the most important things about it is that we dropped the ball and we lost American lives. American citizens, American veterans died for this Benghazi attack and it's being swept under the rug. And I'm just trying to figure out why are they doing it? I mean, I think I, I think I know, but I'm just, I'm kind of asking you, you know, why are they doing this? Because
5: they, we're, we're doing something that, uh, you know, illegal. First of all, because he signed an executive order, he didn't go to Congress to ask permission to run guns through Libya or through Turkey or anything like that. Which is, I I think it has something to do with weapons, just like the Fast and Furious, another weapons issue, giving yeah. weapons to the enemy because they wanted to fund the Libyan rebels against Gaddafi. But mm-hmm. the Libyan rebels were Muslim Brotherhood. It's Al mm-hmm. Qaeda. And those people don't like us. They're our enemy. At least they don't like me and you. Maybe they like President Obama because his middle name is Hussein. I have no idea. Wow. You know? Um, I don't know if the president is hiding the fact that he was they were running guns and, you know, for something that is illegal mm-hmm. and it puts our security interests at risk. And that's an impeachable offense. That is the impeachable offense. Is if you are, you know, if you put the country under, and make it in, uh, under a security uh, risk. That's an impeachable offense. But um, he's done other things that were impe- impeachable offenses in my mind. But this is pro- by far the the greatest and most egregious of all things that he's done. Because and what I what I am indignant over, and this is more like the woman in me coming out, is that. You know, these Americans aren't even being honored. I don't hear anybody
3: Not talking at all.
5: about about the thirty lives they saved. You know, these guys, these Navy SEALs that went in there, were told to stand down. Is what what what, is being, what I from what I read and what I hear and what I research. They were and they're saying a, a little bit of it, a bit of it on the news. They were told to stand down, and they were about they were they were less than. 30 minutes away and two hours away, we had a whole military force that could have just come in and wiped out all those people trying to kill our our people.
3: Those terrorists.
5: Yeah, those terrorists, that's right. Ah, But these Navy SEALs,
3: they, they
5: did not follow orders. They didn't stand down. They went in there. They saved 30 people. The ambassador got killed. They lost their lives. And you don't hear a peep about it in the news you're here, anybody honoring them. I mean, Cindy Sheehan, when she was you know, America's mother, you know, I mean, you know, 'cause her son died in Iraq, I mean the news followed her everywhere that she went. I don't know if you remember she was like twenty four hour news watch. I mean she was yeah. like she thought she was a celebrity after a while. And um you know, and she somebody paid her some California firm paid her to, to live outside of you know President Bush's compound because it was bad publicity for him. But I digress. I get back to so the point that I'm trying to make is that if if it, the media does not want to tell you what they don't want you to know, they know but they don't want you to know. You know it takes people like me, like Pudgy, like you know nobody, just everybody who you know we're reading and just to to, to bring the, these things out because um, the national media is in love with President Obama. They love the idea, they love his ideas. They are um progressive which means you know that they have Marxist tendencies. They they like the sharing of money. They they have communist ideology and um they just don't want to do anything right now before the elections that is going to hinder him being elected. I think after the elections it's all going oh, to be loose cuz it's like you know, like a balloon that's full of water and it's about to burst. This, this story is about to burst wide open.
3: Mhm. I From the from the information that we have and and the studying we've done, it uh, it seems like the entire cover up. And and the reason I think they aren't really coming out with any more information and why they're not talking about it is is for one, uh, I think they the, the media has been given a muzzle by the White House administration. You know, you don't talk about it at all, and. um I think the the cover up is and I I agree with Glenn Beck here after doing further research is that they were running guns to Al Qaeda. You know, if you look at I think at six oh seven after the uh after the attack, I think his name was Enzar al Sharia claimed uh-huh. victory they, of those attacks. A, right. A known terrorist, a known Al Qaeda member, a known Al Qaeda leader, a uh, known but- terrorist…
5: But let me interrupt you here, but, but Alza and Sharia will not, this administration will not call them a terrorist group. They will not name them a terrorist group. Why? Who knows? Maybe it has to do with this. Continue. You got, you, but, you, you're on a roll.
3: But see, they, the, the the amazing thing is, the White House administration won't call them a terrorist group, but they call themselves a terrorist group. You can find quotes where they say, you know, we yes, we have fought with Osama bin Laden. You know, we have fought on the front lines with Al Qaeda. They actually said in Libya there were many forces of Al Qaeda fighting in Libya. There were many Al Qaeda rebels fighting, in, uh, terrorists fighting in Libya. So, it's how can you refute the fact that this is a terrorist group? These are these are terrorists. These are known terrorists. And the cover up is that you know this uh, this ambassador. Was running guns. I don't know. Now, now the the funny part is, and and what I think they will try to do is, I think that the the Obama administration and Eric Holder and the State Department or the CIA or whomever they're going to try to separate themselves from the Ambassador Stevens and try to make it look like he was running guns on his own, as if he was doing something illegal, and that's why they yeah, won't step it in.
5: CIA, it's a CIA operation. I know it. That's what
3: it is. You know. <sighs> It's so but, much, man.
5: Um, hmm. Well, what I what I wanted to say was that um, about Ambassador Stevens. It, if you watch that clip, that uh, that video um, where Glenn Beck breaks it down, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm going to post it on my Facebook fan page. It's Rosie on the right, and I'm going to repost it. I've had it up several times. If anybody wants to look, wants to watch it, and then on YouTube you can find it. Yeah.
3: You know, um, can we get it on KRP, too? Uh right, we're going to put it up here in just a second, too, as well, on uh, KRP right. on Facebook.
5: Because everybody, needs, yeah, Because everybody needs to watch it. And he, the way he breaks it down, you can you can see, because that it was a, a, a CIA operation, you know, because of the safe house and the lack of security. The question keeps coming up, why such little security? Well, because it was a CIA operation. It was on the QT. He was... You know, they uh, quote ambas- ambassador, I don't know. I don't know if he was really an ambassador or if he was just a CIA operative, you mm. know, that had the title of ambassador so that he could be there in, a, in such a dangerous place. I mean, why do we need an ambassador in such a dangerous place? England, people left, the Red Cross left, everybody left, and our ambassador stayed. hello, doesn't make much sense.
3: This thing is this thing is, is scary for one if you I mean if you don't if you're the type of person that lives in a bubble and, and don't believe that you know our government does these covert operations and these backhand deals and you know all these things if if you're the type of person that don't believes that you know like the show 24 that we didn't actually do some of the things that we saw on 24 you you got to be crazy and and I think that this should like kind of open your eyes to what we're capable of and, and what's really going on out there. But what happens is we got caught. That's what happened this time. Um, someone got caught, and this thing stinks, and it, and it's just like a Watergate thing. I mean, it's it's really going to roll downhill, and I believe that this investigation is going to open doors to many, many other things in the future. Now, what those things are, I have no idea, but I, I firmly believe that this Benghazi attack and these, these gentlemen, these uh, these veterans, you know i don't think that they died in vain because these things will open doors to many 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 more uh uh covert operations or things that the american public needs to know about that but that's just my personal opinion on it all
5: no well uh, you know from your lips to god's ears i just hope that it does get um you know told that the story comes out in total yeah it gets told that these brave men who died uh
3: get the uh the honor that is through them and that it never happens again. Well that's you all know? we got, Rosie. That that's that's all we got is, is to believe that they didn't die in vain and, and that their deaths will bring forth new information and new facts and, and, and you know, that maybe people will be arrested or, or what may have you from this man. That that's all I got. You know, I I don't I don't for for one minute wanna just say that you know these guys died in vain, and and you know their their deaths going to be continually disrespected like they are now. You know I, I'm just hope and pray that you know that they did die, and and you know from their death we'll get something useful uh, for America, not not just for me or for you or people who believe there's something going on, but for everybody. You know so they will be we will, will be remembered properly. You know that their deaths will be their lives will be a legacy. That will live on and continue to live on. At, at least I hope so. And that's all we got through this thing.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, thank you for uh, for bringing that up, and you know, for giving me the opportunity to to discuss it because it's something that's been I've been hot on its trail, and I've been posting like mad. And half the time I'm really frustrated, and other and the other half the time I'm just uh, like on a mission, you know. Like yeah. looking, looking, posting, looking, looking for stuff all over the internet. I I have a lot of people who I talk to that are mm-hmm. all over the world in Israel, mm-hmm. and, and I even have someone who is in Benghazi right now who is giving me information too. But um, there's not so much that he can he can't say. And so I I, I mean I talk to people from all over. Um, so I I uh, I I don't just research. I mean, I, I, hope, I try to 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 um, find out everything I can when anybody, you know, contacts me and sends me stuff. So, anyway, thank you so much for having me.
3: No doubt, Rosie. We definitely thank you for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, we're a little bit, just a few minutes past the time that we had allotted for you. But before you go, I definitely want to on behalf of me and my staff and the whole crew and KIRP Radio Show, we definitely appreciate you for coming on. Hope to have you on our live uh, uh, voter coverage um, from the polls here on Tuesday. We hope to have you with us for a while. Drop in. We may call you or whatever we'll do. We'll work that out. But um, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show this evening. And uh, just know, man, you got some help out there anytime. So now I just want to let y'all know, let me get my tough voice on, that if you mess with Rosie, it's just like my sister Sonny Johnson. Shout out to Sonny. If you mess with Rosie, she got a team. It's going to be trouble. You <laughs> no punks on this side. I'm just saying we can't beat everybody up, but we can beat some people up. So y'all better tighten up, man, because I, I see the attacks. I see the, the disrespect on your page and stuff like that. I see oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank we you ain't playing so no, much. <laughs> We ain't playing no games over here. They better know what time it is because, you know, we'll knock some heads off too. Serious out here. Okay. All
2: right. Rosie. All right, well.
3: Thank you gotta give you. a shout out before you go. You can't just no no. It's not gonna work. You're not just gonna say thank you and hang up and then we go to commercial and then we end the show. No, you gotta give a shout out because we do shout out.
5: A shout out. Okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> Ohio, remember Josh Mandel. Virginia, remember vote for um, George Allen and Mitt Romney and um, Paul Ryan for president because they're the ones who care about jobs. Who care about jobs, the economy. And making your life, bringing you back to what, bringing America back to its feet, what we were just, um, you know, eight, ten years ago.
2: So, there you
5: go. <laughs> That's what <laughs> it is, man. Rosie so on the right. Rosie for came, Rosie on the right. Bye-bye. <laughs> came
3: through and blew it up. Take care, Rosie. We'll hear from you later. Okay. All
5: right.
3: That's Rosie on the right, folks. Check her out on Twitter. Check her out on Facebook. She is all over this world. Rosie on the right. R-O-S-I-E-O-N-R-I-G-H-T. Put an at symbol at the beginning of that, and you'll catch her on Twitter. You can also catch us on Twitter, baby. At symbol K-I-R-P radio show. At symbol N-C-Pudgy. That's me. That's how you can find me and all my outlandish comments and all the things and the views that I have and all my... Pure, pure Americanism is just reeking out of my soul. (laughs) Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P radio show. We are also on iTunes and I love my iTunes listener and my iTunes followers and my iPad and iPhone listeners. You guys are blowing it up and I appreciate you guys listening to the rebroadcast of the KRP radio show. I love the numbers, man. The numbers are growing fast. We're over 200,000 on that, baby, so I really appreciate you guys for checking us out on there. We should have an app really soon. So check out KRP Radio dot com. If you guys caught the show late and you want to go back and listen to the show one hour after we end the show, which is the 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll be able to listen to the K-I-R-P Radio Show via K-I-R-P Radio dot com. So don't forget that. Share that with your friends. Let them know where we do it and who's number one. We got to go to a commercial. We'll be right back. Don't forget NC. If you guys about to hang up, if you were just rocking with Rosie, don't forget, if you're North Carolina, Lieutenant Governor Dan Forrest, man, that's your man. We all in for Dan Forrest, baby. We'll be right back after these messages. It's number 9.8 that's not the time on the shot clock or the seconds left in the game it's not the number of times I will light you up nah 9.8 isn't any of that it's ounces and that makes this the lights ever
0: I believe you can tell a lot about our governor and lieutenant governor by the way they lead our state. We have great challenges facing us and need strong, courageous, visionary leadership to see us through. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor. As an architect, senior partner, and office president of the state's largest design firm, I was accustomed to solving complex problems for my clients. Architects are creative problem solvers, and that's what we need more of in Raleigh. And we need more business leaders, not more politicians. Over the past 10 months, I've visited the majority of the counties in North Carolina multiple times, I've traveled over 80,000 miles, listened to thousands of North Carolina, and shared their solutions to the challenges we face. Did you know North Carolina ranks 41st in the nation in K-12 education, 36th in graduation rate, 43rd in unemployment, 38th in business tax climate, 42nd in illegal immigration. This is just not acceptable. I believe it's time to look at the failed policies of our current governor and lieutenant governor and demand real leadership for North Carolina. As your next lieutenant governor, I will tackle these issues head on and provide the strong, courageous, visionary leadership needed to lead our state through these challenging times. Over the next few months, I'll be sharing solutions to these challenges, and I hope you will take the time to share them with your friends and family and give me your feedback. I believe we can turn America around and I believe we should start right here in North Carolina. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, and I ask for your support.
2: Run, Forrest, run!
3: 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. will be diagnosed with autism as well if you need to reach them by the web the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org you can also reach them on Facebook Twitter and you can reach them on YouTube love somebody today For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC. That's Allen's Trucking, LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC, out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919 426 5455. Again, 919 5455 If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC.
1: Real going recognize, real going recognize, real going recognize, real real Only gonna recognize still, I recognize with
2: Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine Let know your hands